0: Good morning, Crossroads. It's so good to have you join us today. We are now in the month of September, and we are wrapping up our final series called The Battle Within. And this is actually a weird Sunday because this is the last one right now that we're going to only have this virtual experience option. And next week, we're going to meet together in the parking lot and be able to do worship in person outside. So it's something to look forward to, and it's been a great experience kind of going through through all these ups and downs and changes together. But I know so many of us cannot wait to be able to see each other again and hear each other's voices, even if some of them are terrible, and just to be together as a church body. And so that's something to look forward to next week. So it was my seventh grade year in history class. My history teacher's name was Mr. Williams. And the thing about Mr. Williams is that he taught me way more that I actually can recall now than any other history teacher or professor I have had ever since him. He was a teacher that just didn't lecture, you know, the ones that blah, 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 he actually like presented the textbook and had us like dive in to the textbook and we could actually become a part of the experience and it was all hands on. Like we would buy stocks and trade stocks and then we would have this fake money. So that was something that I remember. But one day he was teaching us a lesson on checks and balances And how important it is that the government has structures and boundaries and checks and balances in place so one entity doesn't take over everything, right? And how important this is. So he told us that without these checks and balances, there would be chaos. But hearing that is different than experiencing it, right? So he said for 30 seconds, I am going to give you 30 seconds of no rules, no structure, nothing. You have 30 seconds to do whatever you want. And as seventh grade kids, I mean, no one has ever given us like a go for all of this, just freedom. So we were all giggling and laughing and like planning and plotting what we were going to do. So he said, okay, on your mark, get set, go. And for 30 seconds, there was chaos. Kids taking out ceiling tiles, kids jumping out the window outside, kids eating the teacher's candy, kids throwing paper in the air and jumping from desk to desk. And then there were just kids who just were talking without restraint um, because they never get to. And so we're all just doing all of these crazy wild things without rules and structures and boundaries. And the 30 seconds ended too quickly. And when he said, stop, there was just this mess of our chaos, a result of no boundaries and no rules and no structure. And it took us the rest of the class period to kind of calm our hearts, refocus on what we were doing. But what we learned through that exercise was valuable. And it was that boundaries in the government, the checks and balances were extremely necessary. The chaos that ensued that day was fun for about 30 seconds. What we learned is chaos is only fun for a little bit, but really that the rules and the boundaries are healthy and they're necessary. That without boundaries, chaos can ensue. So I'm a firstborn and and I love rules. Like I love expectations. I need to know what's expected of me and where the line is drawn. And I will not touch the line. Like doing things that even toe the line make me twitch. So I love the expectations and boundaries. But as a person, I have found that drawing my own lines for myself is really difficult. I have had this slanted view of what boundaries really mean. I think as humans, when we hear the word boundary, we immediately cringe. Because I think when we think of that word, a lot of us assume that boundaries feel like a jail cell almost. There is this belief that if we have boundaries, it reduces our freedom. But the more I learn about boundaries and the more I assist people in help setting up their own boundaries, the more I've come to realize that actually the exact opposite is true, that with boundaries we get more freedom. So please type in the chat this morning this simple phrase, boundaries are hard. So friends, this is not an easy task. What we're talking about is not comfortable or easy at all, learning boundaries and putting them in place is a challenging thing. Setting up boundaries in my life has been extremely hard. Setting up boundaries in your life with your choices and your decisions and with your people in your life, it is work. The more I learn about boundaries and discuss the importance of boundaries, the more people, especially Christians, will be skeptical. They'll say things like, well, that won't matter if I tell them that, like they'll continue to do X, Y, Z. Or they'll say, but I'm supposed to love all people no matter what they do, so I can't set a boundary because that's not loving. Or they'll say they can't help it, it's just who they are, so my boundaries won't matter to them. Or they'll say things like, They won't like it. They'll be upset with me. They'll react bad to me. They will be so upset if I do that. Or I can't slow down. I'm not able to pause myself. Or, you know, but serving is really, really good, and I can't say no to the church, and I can't say no to this volunteering opportunity. Or they'll say things like, if I don't respond to my boss right now, they're going to get upset. If I don't get this project done right now in the long hours of my personal time, then my team will be mad. Yes, people may not like our boundaries. But typically, if someone reacts poorly or negatively to a boundary, it is because they have a problem with boundaries. And usually, when we or someone we know has a problem with boundaries, that sheds some light on things being unhealthy. It is not our job or our responsibility to make other people happy. Let me say that again. It is not your job or your responsibility to make other people happy. That is up to them sacrificing ourselves to win someone's approval or make someone happy or try not to rock the boat is unhealthy. To not confront or place a boundary means that we're adding to the issue and not showing love. And we think that showing love means like no boundaries, but actually not setting up boundaries means you're showing no love. Love is not nice, it's not fluffy and foo-foo-y. It's not like, oh, I can't step on your toes or I can't set a boundary because that's not nice. No, love is kind. Love is not nice, love is kind. And when we are kind, that means we deliver truth. We deliver truth and love, that is what kindness is. So I think boundaries and setting boundaries are vital. They're vital for our soul and for our mind they have to be there so we can be free. I think boundaries are necessary for us to thrive, not just survive, but thrive. If you think about a world without boundaries, it, it seems overwhelming. Can you imagine being able to do what we want, when we want? I think if there were no boundaries, like I could break into anyone's house when I wanted and swim in their pool and eat their ice cream and sleep in their bed and watch their Netflix, cuddled with their dog. Like I could go past security at a Backstreet Boys concert with other middle-aged women and hop on stage and sing and dance with them. I could walk into a store and take whatever goods I wanted. If boundaries didn't exist, chaos would ensue. And yet it's the same in our own personal lives. And yet we struggle with setting up boundaries in our own selves. Friends, boundaries equal health. Boundaries help eliminate your involvement in chaos. Boundaries keep us on the course that we desire for our lives. So Proverbs 4.23 is the verse we're talking about today. And if you want to find your note sheets on version, or just jot some things down on your phone or just a journal, whatever you have. But Proverbs 4.23 says this, above all else, guard your hearts for everything you do flows from it. Another version, this is the NLT, another version would say, for it's the wellspring of life. So guard your heart above everything everything else. When I read the words above everything else, what you and I both know, it's pretty simple, is that that's a priority. Above everything else means this is important, like number one. So this isn't a cute little request, this is vital. Basically, if you do anything in your life, do this. Guard your heart your heart, your mind, your soul. The Bible is clear that this is necessary because from your heart, your mind, and your soul, everything else in your life is connected. What you bring in, what you focus on, where you make your life, bids will 100% impact the quality of your life. All of that, these are bids that you're making and the bids you invest in are going to lead to where your life comes. So boundaries are necessary, but the reality is that many of us don't like them. We're not sure how to put them in place. We hesitate, we double guess ourselves or we feel completely lost. But I want you to hear and to be reassured today that boundaries are not only allowed, but they are vital. I think of even Jesus with boundaries, right? He kept his close core friends to 12 people. When he was tired, he took breaks. He went off to pray alone. He took naps in the boat. Like he broke himself off from people because he needed to set boundaries for his own health. When you examine your life, there are a few areas that we need to guard our hearts against and place boundaries in around ourselves so we can protect ourselves from these three things. Fill these in. Toxic people, toxic patterns, and toxic messages. Those are the three areas that we're gonna be talking about. Boundaries help guard us Boundaries give us life. They protect the people inside the fence. So if you can imagine a little bit like a cute little visual we'll do right now is like your life is like a property, right? And one thing is necessary about property is where the property lines are, right? Like I'm not cutting that tree, you cut that tree. That's on your line, right? Those are important. So these property lines are set up. The property lines indicate ownership. And ownership indicates who is control over those lines. So we are each our own property. If we do not indicate the property lines, then we allow anything and everyone and everything to do as they please. Boundaries keep the property safe, they protect it. They help us guard the wellspring of our life. So what is exactly is a boundary? A boundary is a limit that marks a certain area. Boundaries show where one thing stops and another thing starts. Boundaries are a must when it comes to guarding ourselves. Boundaries are necessary, again, for a thriving life. When we think of our lives, there are so many things that threaten us. So many things that attempt to bust through and do whatever they want and without boundaries. We know these things and we know these people. People in our lives have rage issues, anger issues, expectation issues, manipulative, and they're controlling. They're, they have addictions. People in our lives that struggle with just addiction or mental illness or both. Things in our lives that are dangerous for us, smoking, eating issues, too much TV, too much screen time, gambling, being on the phone way too much, too many activities, too many busy schedules. The kid's getting too much of your time. A family member coming over too often unannounced. A spending problem. A social media issue. A listening to too much news problem. Sharing on Facebook too much. A porn problem. Responding to work calls and emails on your personal time. Never voicing your needs. Reacting to everyone else's choices and trying to make their choices your responsibility. Missing out on being present trying to bail your teen out of their choices problems. These are so few actually compared to all the things that try to attack our boundaries. They want to take over and they will take over if boundaries are not set in place. A boundary does not mean you can control someone else or something else. A boundary is to protect you the one inside the fence. There can be defining boundaries or protective boundaries. The hope is, is that we can set up defining boundaries so we don't need to respond with protective boundaries. We need to claim our limits, to see the lines, to set the lines, and it's no one else's responsibility to do so but ours, but yours, your boundaries, your responsibility. The fantastic piece about owning our boundaries is that you are in control of them. You can change them when you want. You can add new ones when you want. You don't even have to really communicate them if you don't want to, although it may be helpful. But the boundaries say this behavior is unhealthy and I need to set up a fence to ensure health. We have so many demands and so many relationships and literally so many messages right now going all over our world. How do we know what boundaries you need to place and where? The first question I want you to ask yourself is this. What do I value and what do I desire? If you pause and look over your life, it's important to know what you really want and what you really desire for your life. And it's different for all of us, right? For example, one of your values may be to leave work at home and focus on your personal life outside of work. So a boundary that would be necessary to reach that value is to not check email or do not do any work-related calls, emails, or text messages when you are on your own personal time. The moment you break that boundary is the moment you are telling other people that you're willing to break through it. And that's going to set off an expectation, It's like saying, I will absolutely answer your text message, your call, or your email when I'm at home. Another example would be having a spouse that rages, a spouse that can go off at any minute. A boundary example would be, my value is a peaceful home. And when you are raging at me and at our children, I will not engage in a conversation with you until you are ready to do so in peace. Again, you can't control the raging person, but you can set a boundary to let them know what you will or will not do to respond. Now, this is not controlling. Boundaries, remember, are like property lines. You can't control your neighbor, but the boundary and property line indicates the ownership, and ownership indicates who is in control. So, if your neighbor's dog comes over and keeps, like, pooping in your yard, right, your property line dictates the ownership of that. Like, your your dog is yours. It's pooping on my property. So, your issue is now impacting my yard. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to build a fence, not to control your dog, but to protect my yard. So to touch back on a rageful spouse, right? You can't control the behaviors of another person, but you can control your response. If you have a rageful spouse and they come home after a hard day and they're ticked and they throw their briefcase down and they're cussing at the dog and they're screaming and everyone's snappy, 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 they start to yell and demean every once. You can't control that. But what you can say is you can't like, actually, it would be great if you could do this, right? Put your hand in them like a puppet and make them do what you want. But that's obviously unrealistic. But you can say again that my value is a peaceful home. And if you're going to continue to rage, that is your choice. But we will not engage in a conversation with you until you are calm. Or if you have a spouse that's an addict and they keep coming home drunk all the time and driving home drunk, you can't control that behavior. But you can say that what my value is, is a sober home. And if you can continue to come home drunk like this, then we will go to my friend's house until you are sober. That's a boundary. It's not controlling another individual or your situation, but it is your response to the individual in the situation. So many of us as Jesus followers have bought into some Christianese that we think we have completely let ourselves be trampled on and beaten down and treated poorly all in the name of Jesus' love. But to not set boundaries is actually the opposite of love. To set boundaries is actually showing love. It is choosing to love. You are too valuable to let yourselves be treated poorly to let yourselves be demeaned and taken advantage of, or let yourself be involved in harmful practices. You are too valuable for that. The second thing you need to do then is after you ask yourself what your values are, then you need to assess your investments. After you identify your values, then you need to take an audit. Where am I actually spending my time during the day? And what is my week actually looking like? What am I saying yes to? And where am I giving my energy? Maybe your value is a healthy marriage and you would love your marriage to be healthy. But instead of making a date night, you say yes to your friend activities or you add more kids activities to your schedule or maybe you work late and you don't come home in time. Like that right there, that investment is not adding up to what your value is. If you desire to get physically healthy and you look at an audit, but actually like I stay up too late, I, don't, I sleep in, I don't choose healthy foods, I don't no time for exercise then again, your investments do not equal your value. It is really hard to get to Egypt riding a camel. But if that's, your, if that's what you choose for transportation and you wanna to get to Egypt, but you're gonna say, I'm gonna get on this camel, guess what? You're gonna be shark bait because your mode of transportation does not line up to where you wanna go. Your investments need to line up to your values. So if you desire a healthy marriage, right, it'd be the same thing. Actually taking a night every week and blocking it off and saying, no, this is our date night. Nope, we're not gonna do that other kid activity because actually that would be an every night commitment and we're not gonna do that because it takes away from what our value really is. Some of that too means pruning, pruning out this activity, pruning out this relationship, pruning out this commitment and pruning out the bad things and keeping the bad things Out, keeping this individual be enabling him or her, and that is not love. Or not setting up this boundary is enabling them, and that is not love. Pruning out the toxic people, the toxic messages, and the destructive patterns. I learned a beautiful phrase a few years ago to help me prune. And as I've shared with you multiple times, I am a recovering people pleaser. Like I'm still in this recovery. So this phrase was really challenging for me to swallow. It would get stuck in my throat, you know? But I don't want you to miss this. And I want you to write it down because this phrase is really, really important. And I want you to jot it down, but I don't want it to get lost on you. This phrase can change your life. It can prune out so much. The phrase is, no. That's it, no. Do you wanna go out with us tonight? No. Do you want to take on this extra project? Mm, no. Do you want to take over this volunteering position? We really, really need someone. No. 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 Friends, no is a complete sentence, and it needs no explanation. That's the beauty of it. Something that a value is in my family is our family time. So a few years back, we realized, wow, kids, are, they go fast. They get up. They grow. It's, it's crazy how fast it goes. And so our family time is really important to us. And so we had Fridays off, Brandon and I both did, and so when the kids weren't in school yet, we dubbed Donut and Family Day on Fridays. That was it. And then there was times where I would make this appointment, or I'd hang out with this friend, and I'm like, no, I don't, it made me sick to my stomach, like, no, I don't want to do that. So I started saying no. Sometimes it's not perfect, still to this day, but... I don't wanna sign up for this if it's on a Friday. I don't wanna commit to a lunch if it's on a Friday because Friday is our family day. And now as the kids are all gonna be in school this year, we're gonna have to switch it and protect another day. But again, your investments lead to your values and the word no helps you prune things and then it saves it so you can say yes to what's really important for you. Remember, being a Christian doesn't mean we say yes to everyone and everything. Sometimes we say yes to too many things and that gets unhealthy. We don't want to ignore the issues in our life and we don't want to add everything into our world. We need to honor the boundaries. This is challenging when you have toxic people. Like a toxic parent, mom, the way you speak to me, the way you degrade me and criticize me all the time about my parenting, if you cannot honor me and my parenting style, then please do not bring up parenting to me. That's a boundary. That's pruning out a toxic message for yourself. Ignoring the problem is not healthy. It will not be healthy. It won't go away. A lot of times we say, well, I can't do this boundary. I can't bring up this issue because it feels uncomfortable. We'll just ignore it, we'll ignore it. But you know, resentment builds in, bitterness. And then the toxic people can still have this control. The toxic messages, the toxic patterns still went out. And if you want change, you have to have change. No change equals no change. You have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart. This isn't a new idea we have the opportunity and the responsibility to do so. Guarding our hearts and our minds, it is a vital piece of thriving. If we want to be lights in the world, we need to make sure we don't let Satan poof it out. So let me ask you, what do you value? Do your investments equal your values? And what do you need to prune? One last story before we wrap up. I heard a story the other day about this mom who's a speaker and author, and she travels, but she's an introvert, so she gets really drained from people. So... She was traveling all over and finally she gets home and her son has a swim meet and she's like, man, I'm going to be a bad mom if I don't go to that swim meet, but I'm really tired and I need to refresh and refuel so she doesn't go to the swim meet. And the son comes home, mom, how was your trip? She's like, good. I'm so, so sorry. I did not go to your swim meet. She said, mom's an introvert. I'm drained. I just needed time for myself to refuel. The next day, he brings her his birthday list about the things he wants for his birthday. And on the list is alone time. She says, can you explain this alone time to me? And he says, I've always needed alone time, but I didn't know I had permission to ask for it. So what she thought was a bad mom moment actually was teaching her children how to set a boundary in their lives. And what a wonderful thing, setting boundaries, can be an example and gives permission for other people to do the same. Your heart is counting on you to protect it. This world needs healthy individuals. Boundaries are not sinful. They are life giving. They are not unloving, but they are love promoting. Guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. And that is your responsibility. Will you pray with me? Jesus, thank you so much for your goodness and your love. Thank you for your character that you actually encourage us to guard our hearts and set up boundaries. And may we do that. May we start that, the hard conversations, the setting up boundaries to protect ourselves and to protect our time and our minds. Please help us to do that. We wanna follow you and we wanna guard our hearts because we know our life follows that. Some of you, maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're just curious about this, but let me tell you, he's been curious about you ever since day one. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. Really no strings attached. He just wants you to trust him. So if you're new to this, or if you're struggling, and maybe you're just curious about Jesus, but you want this relationship with him, just repeat after me in your own heart, Jesus, I'm gonna trust in you today. I put my faith in you, I believe in you, I want to follow you. Jesus, help my unbelief, forgive me for my sins, but I want you to be the leader of my life. And today, I say, I follow you. For the rest of us, following Jesus, part of that is most of that is not easy. And that means setting up boundaries so you can thrive. So you can thrive and do what you were created to do. Jesus, help us to do this. In Jesus' name, amen.